Hello and welcome to DFS Coach Talk. It is Friday, May 14th, 2021. I'm Andrew Hansen, alongside Joe Sarvati, who's affectionately known as Coach. Here we are, Coach, on the final Friday of the regular season. We have eight games. It's a real interesting slate because, to me, eight of these teams want to win and their opponents all either don't care or want to lose. And we've got a bunch of big spreads, no totals over 230. Are you ready to dive into it? Well, I'll tell you, I've already made the decision. I'm putting my hard hat on, and I'm going to you know, grin and bear it uh, today. And even this weekend is going to be the same thing. It's going to be just like you said. We're going to have such an incredible mixed bag of tricks of you know, teams playing teams that want to win and don't want to win and all of this you know, craziness going on. And a lot of it happens you know, as, as the games play out. So you know, you, they see what their opponent does then they may need the game or not need the game. So, man, I'll tell you, it's it's not for the weak of a uh, faint of heart for sure, but let me let me put a positive spin on this, Andrew. We have an advantage here as as much of a, a you know, I've got the Tylenol and the Advil and everything out here because mm-hmm. it is a pain in the neck here going through these games and figuring out all those combinations, but l- let's utilize it for an edge. We're, we're certainly going to plan on uh, sweeping through the weekend. We've talked about it in Discord at Coach Talk, and uh, we're looking to just kick some butt, use every advantage we can in knowing the players, the rotations, the coaches. And I'll tell you, if there were ever a time to have an advantageous edge, it's what we do here at DFS Coach Talk because we hand build and walk through these lineups. And if you ever wanted any type of situations to completely – jack up an optimizer it's these situations these next three days so man i as as crazy as it is and as intense that all these changes are i love it because it's going to give us an edge and i think we're going to crush it yeah i can't wait to build the gpp lineup tonight because there's a lot of young guys playing who we've been watching and monitoring and they're cheap and we're going to be able to play them today and uh like you said have a huge edge so I'm ready to get after it if you are. I'm ready. Eight games. You get the first, the only 7 o'clock game, Cleveland and Washington. Okay, and there we are right off the bat. You know, Cleveland's mailed it in. Washington is is still jockeying for their spot. So, you know, as of now, Beal we know is out, which is huge news uh, because, you know, that leaves the whole Westbrook scenario in place. And then um, – the for Cleveland, uh, Garland and Osman, we don't know exactly what their status is going to be. Uh, we will follow that news, and Hartenstein and Stevens are out. So, you know, the, the big million-dollar question, Andrew, is, you know, Westbrook or no Westbrook? And I'm back on the Westbrook train here. I just, I think with, uh, with a day's rest and the fact that it's a terrible uh, Cleveland backcourt, if you know the only problem that we have to cross our fingers on is does it blow out and you know even with that though you know his i know to pay his salary i mean i'm just looking for 5x from westbrook at that price but that 5x number is huge so i still think he's he's really a, a guy to start your lineup with i like him um he's playable to me as far as the you know the, the secondary guys for washington I mean, I hate to say it because he put a knife through my heart, but 
Chandler Hutchison's getting more minutes. He's a possibility. Uh, Howell Neto has done uh, decently in some of these backup uh, roles. Now, uh, not backup roles, starting roles. Now that he's getting a few more minutes, but remember, Ish Smith's still in the mix there. And Hashimura, you know, he's sort of a running mate uh, for Westbrook. And, you know, I always like to take a look at him at his cheaper price. And then, you know, the Cleveland side, if Garland is out, Sexton is definitely playable. I mean, you know, he, he gets it done, and I think he gets motivated to play the great ones like Westbrook's one of his heroes. So uh, I think he's a guy that you want to look at. Um, how about the game from Kevin Love last time, though? Oh, yeah, my vintage God. vintage Kevin Love. Where did that come from? I mean, you know, I think a lot of people will try to chase that game, and it scares the heck out of me, man. I I know Washington's the fastest-paced game uh, team in the league, but, geez, I, you know, who's to trust that is the question. So, for me, it's probably just going to be, uh, you know, Westbrook and, and probably one of the value guys from Washington and and maybe Sexton with Garland sitting. But after that, I just don't quite trust the bigs with some of the rotations of, of the, you know, what the coaches are doing. Yeah, I'm pretty similar here. Westbrook definitely in play. I'm going to keep uh, playing with the lineups to see, you know, how, how everything else looks like when you adjust for his high salary versus right. if you go down a notch. Are you stronger across the board, and is that more likely to be high scoring? That's really the analysis of the day, I, I think. And the secondary options are, for me, the same ones that you mentioned. And then with Cleveland, I agree completely. Sexton, potentially, especially if Garland's out. Love, I, you know, he's tempting here. Um, whatever, you know, whatever lit that fire for him... <laughs> Um, I mean, 30 and 14, that's the old school Kevin Love, and he's only in the 6K range. So uh, this is another great matchup for him. So, you know, he's a potential option. And then if you wanted to get a lower-owned guy in this game, you could go with Okoro, who he kind of surprised me. Another strong game against Boston, 15, 6, and 6. He's more involved. He's getting assists. Yeah. So, you know, he's pretty scrappy. You know, he's playing himself into one of the all-rookie teams. He's really Im- quietly improved what a lot through the year. Yep. So a couple guys to keep an eye on in this game for sure. Um, and uh, we'll see how, how Westbrook follows up his recent performances. And, and you know, it's really not going to be difficult for anybody that's building a lineup to, to get a price guy like Westbrook in there because – there's a hundred value plays. Yeah, there are. There are a bunch. <laughs> so you can make it work, you know? All right, let's let's dive into some of them. Starting at eight o'clock, we've got Denver in Detroit. Denver the ten point favorites, two nineteen and a half. Lots of low totals here today, coach. Um, and this is another one of them. With Denver back to back, they took care of Minnesota yesterday. Michael Porter Jr. sat that one out. We expect he'll be back in there. Monte Morris working himself back into the lineup. We expect he will play as well. Uh, JaVale McGee got the surprise start last night. And he he came through. Yeah, double-double. wild. We pivoted to him in a couple lineups. We'll see what happens today. I imagine he'll go back to the bench with Porter Jr. back in the mix. And this is a a great matchup for Denver. They're in that four spot. Um, they're, they're one of the teams that I don't know how ultra motivated they are to try to get to third. 
you know, it's interesting. Some of these teams, like the Clippers, are in third in the West. You, you don't know what discussions they're be having behind closed doors about projecting their their opponent in the second round. Would they rather play the team that they think is going to finish second and be in that two three spot? Would they rather play Utah potentially in the one four? We don't know. So right. these are the just the the couple of teams where I don't think it's clear what their motivation is, Denver Denver and the Clippers. But you, you do figure if it's a toss-up that they would want to get the three seed because if they went out to the conference finals, then potentially they could have the home court as a three against the four if that's their opponent. So uh, th- that's how I look at it. So I think Denver, you know, it, it may not matter if they really want to win or not. The, the guys that they put out there are probably going to be better than the uh the, the pistons tonight so um bottom line for me is i'm a little nervous to spend big on denver uh, porter jr is a good price on FanDuel at 7600 so he's certainly in play with with monte morris back in the mix the guards you know potentially a little crowded so i may not go there um I'm probably more interested to get one of these Detroit guys because it's very short rotation again. All the guys are out. Jet, Frank Jackson, Magruder, Ellington, Joseph, Stewart, Plumley, Grant. The key question mark here is Diallo. He hasn't played for 10 days. Uh, in that last game that he played, he played 40 minutes. He smashed. And he's only 4,600 on DraftKings. So yeah. he's a guy that I'm looking at. Uh, he's much more expensive on FanDuel, 6600 One of the rare players that's that much different and that much cheaper on DraftKings. So yeah. I'm, I'm looking at him. He's If he's going to start, he's probably my favorite play here with with huge upside. You know, Killian Hayes is, is solid. He's more expensive with a lower ceiling, in my opinion. But he's in consideration. Saban Lee also off the bench. Especially if they only have a three guard rotation, Josh, Josh Jackson is the other guy to keep an eye on there. He's much cheaper on FanDuel, and then with the forwards and the bigs, um, we've got Stewart and Plumley out. So it looks like it's going to be Cook and Okafor soaking yeah. up all the minutes at the five. You know they're really cheap. Um, they're not my favorite players, but because of the minutes, they are two of the guys we need to consider as potential value plays today. Yeah, no, I think you make a good point. I mean, the, the Cook, Dumbuyu, and Okafor are really, they're three bigs. And I think, uh, you know, you're going to see all three of those guys be potential plays just because they're going to be uh, forced into big minutes. Um, you know, I still think there's enough guards there on the Detroit side if Diallo plays that they could split it up equally. But I'm with you. You know, I, I agree. I think some of these teams like Denver – uh, you know, they're looking at things similar to several of these teams. How how do we want this to land? Where's the best opportunity for us to have the, the smoothest road to the finals? And all, that could be very different strategically for each team. But one other point I wanted to make, too, is these the top six seeds that uh, have clinched not having to play in that play-in tournament, they get basically an entire week off before the playoffs start. So I think these teams that are bubbled like this, like Denver, do we want to win that badly? I think they play their guys and try to win out because uh, not like 40 minutes, but more than they normally would because of that full week 
of rest that they know that's coming. So that goes for all the, the you know, the two top, uh, the top six seeds on both uh, conferences. So uh, for that reason, I mean, you know, you can look at a couple of these Denver guys that you think should smash. I mean, uh, even Capazzo and Rivers, they're both, you know, Rivers especially cheaper, uh, could get decent minutes. Uh, but with Morris back, that's a little a little risky. Um, you know, Gordon stays at that low price. Porter's completely rested. He could have another big game. Not going to spend up on the Joker. I mean, if you're if you're buying up for Westbrook, it pretty much eliminates those other two or three guys that are super high expensive, like Joker and Embiid for me anyway. So um, not thrilled about this game, but may try to get one of the value bigs uh, for Detroit and then uh, come back possibly with another value guy from Denver, like a Rivers or someone like that. Just... Because I think guys like that get those extra couple runs, uh, and and that you know can be enough to get them to value. And again, stars and scrubs. I mean, I don't think you can build a lineup that's not stars and scrubs. Really, I mean, it's almost impossible with this type of slate. So, a uh, little bit of exposure here, but but not much. All right. How about the next eight o'clock game, Orlando and Philly? Yeah, I mean, you know, same scenario here. Um, you know, Philly, uh, Philly's trying to lock down that one seed. They'll get the week off. So, I mean, they've got their guys geared up to play. Uh, it looks like probably only Thibel may be out. Uh, I don't know if that's official yet. But, uh, you know, other than that, they'll probably have their regular five starting. And the question is, how many minutes do they get? And how long does it take to blow out this horrible Orlando team, uh, both of which I think could happen quickly. So I'm not going to spend up for the Philly guys. I mean, they have a nice bench now. They're all playing. You know, you're going to get a a serious rotation in probably a blowout with all of those secondary guys playing the maxis and on and on. So I'm not interested in Philly. On the Orlando side, you know, again, with all a bunch of their guys sitting out, they really have used this time frame to to take a look at at some of the younger guys. Bomba's sick and out, so you got a little bit of Wendell Carter, uh, Mo Wagner possibilities. Um, you know, Cole Anthony, I've I've teetered with playing because his price had gone up a little bit, but you know, Brzezakis, you know, these those guys are all. Sort of risky, more GPP plays. Now, some of them, you know, could go 7-8x if they get the extra run. But, you know, they're just such a shared minutes mode right now and completely don't care about winning. So I don't like this game uh, for those reasons and very unlikely that I'll get anybody from uh, this game unless I can squeeze in one Orlando guy once we have confirmation on, on minutes, possibly through a little uh, coach speak or or uh, feeds from some of the beat writers. Yeah, me too. I mean, Philly, I think they're just going to split the minutes, you know, take care of the win, keep everybody healthy, just like they did against Miami. They didn't get the win, but they didn't need it, uh, but they, they split the minutes. So I think they'll do that again tonight uh, on the back-to-back. And then Orlando, again, same thing. They're really splitting the minutes. Cole Anthony, his price is back down on FanDuel at 4800 yeah, that's but, good to see. Uh, you know, really tough matchup here. 
So, it is. Um, not, it is. I'm not planning to use him. Brezdikas is still cheap. He's probably my favorite target here. 27 minutes again. Got 14 shots. So yeah. uh, there, hey, he's our thumbnail today. All right, let's People get. We're going to look at the thumbnail <laughs> and say, "Who is that?" <laughs> yeah, he is a value play among many today. Yep. All right, Utah and OKC also at eight o'clock. We have Utah favored by thirteen and a half, two twenty-one and a half total. Mitchell and Morgan still out. Uh, Conley questionable. He might get back out there and start to get in shape. With that hamstring issue, he will have yeah. a minutes limit if he plays. And then on OKC, we have Dort still out, Ty Jerome questionable, and Maladon available. Now, in what is likely going to be a blowout, as OKC just you know finishes out the string here, um, the problem here is that Conley's back in the mix, and we know that the the other three key guys we've been looking at, their prices have gone up. Clarkson, Joe Ingles, Bojan. Um, Ingles, a um, couple things here with positions. He's now a shooting guard on FanDuel. Clarkson is now a point guard. Yeah. Um, Clarkson's still expensive. Ingles a little cheaper at 5800 but his usage has been down a little bit, even without Conley. So I don't plan to go either of the with either of those guys. Bogdanovich at sixty two hundred on FanDuel. I think he could pay that off and just drain threes while he's out there, but not really looking to invest in Utah here. And then OKC, pretty tough matchup. Guys splitting minutes. We don't know who the starting guard will be. Maladon or Jerome. They're both playable at those prices. Uh Roby's really cheap. Moses Brown is cheap, but it's a tough matchup. Your boy Baisley's 5,900 on FanDuel. That's a little tempting if you're looking for somebody in that price range. Kenrich Williams was great when he started as the point guard last time, but I assume he'll come off the bench tonight. So it's really, you know, some guys that are somewhat interesting to me, but really good chance I just passed this game entirely. Yeah, I'm with you. I mean, this game is is very tough. There's going to be a lot of guys playing for both teams. It really is hard to to trust anybody from Oklahoma City with the shared minutes and everything that's going on there. I'll tell you, we we haven't really paid that much attention to it, but for the last like six weeks, the Thunder have been like historically bad. I mean, they've been really, really bad. They had 20 wins. Like two months ago, they have 21 wins now. So, I mean, they've just – talk about mailing it in. It's just amazing how how fast they've gone to a non-competitive team because that first half, even though they were, you know, under band, they still had Horford and some of their guys and Shea, and they were playing teams well. But, man, are they bad now. And I can't see how they stick in this game. I You, you did catch it right, though. Bays being – sub 6,000 for the first time in like a month uh, is is very tempting to me because he only needs that 25 minutes, you know, to, to hit that number without too much trouble. So I'm going to give him a small look, but not for sure. Um, on the Utah side, I you know, with Conley back in the mix, everything like really decreases um, for Ingles, Clarkson, and even a little bit Bogdanovich, believe it or not, because Conley his usage, you know, makes that move and then uh, up. And then, you know, he likes to get the ball to the bigs a lot. And, uh, 
you know, the one that does get a little bit of value from that is Gobert based on who's on the court when. And if Conley is going to get some minutes, I mean, it improves him a little bit, but he's not going to get an extended run. There's just no way. So very untrustworthy game. Um, you know, I wish I could play Gobert at center, but at that price, I'm probably not going to do it. Bays gets a little look, but uh, not crazy about it. All right. Well, how about your Mavericks? Are they going to smash Toronto tonight? You know, it's it's going to be interesting. I mean, it's they're a huge favorite, two touchdown favorite, basically. Um, and the over unders just so so. We know that Toronto's sitting everybody out that they can humanly sit out. Um, I don't. You know, it's it's hard to say. I mean, Dallas is going to be in a mode where. Uh, you know, they they want to win the game. Uh, they need to solidify another win. So I think they're going to get decent minutes for their regulars. But the problem is, if it does get out of control in the second half, I, I can't imagine uh, that these guys will get extended minutes. So it makes it very hard. But I'm not going to spend up for Luka. Obviously, you know, he's in the same thing. I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, you could with all the the value play a combination of two guys between Luca and be the Joker and Westbrook but I don't know if you really need to go there I think you know choosing one of those and then you know your value plays you can still get like the Baisleys of the world in there at 5900 and stuff and have a strong strong group as opposed to you know, we've all been at fault here of trying to stick a guy in there that's just because he's going to get 25 minutes and he's not a good player. We t- we tend to forget that he's not good and expect a guy to go 8x. So I'm going to try to steer from those guys uh, that we're all tempted to put in that just aren't that good. And just because they're getting minutes doesn't exactly mean that they're going to you know produce. So that takes Luca out a little bit for me. I do like some of the secondary guys. I think Porzingis, uh, he looked very good. I think he's going to get like 25 to 28 minutes. They, you know, the progression of him improving. So I think he's in play. His price has come down some, and you know, uh, obviously it's the second and third string basically for Toronto. So KP, as much as he gets on my nerves, um, I he, I'm looking at him uh, as a possible play. Tim Hardaway has just shot the absolute eyes out of the basket for the last two and a half weeks. He's now beat out Richardson for that starting position. And it looks as though, based on some of the talk radio here in Dallas, that that's how they're going to go into the season with a starting lineup of uh, the the postseason, I should say. Luca Hardaway, Finney Smith, Porzingis, and Powell, which you know settles with Richardson and and Brunson and Cauley Stein coming off the bench. So we sort of know that rotation. I think they want to play that these next uh, last two games to get more of that flow because really Richardson had started almost every game uh, throughout the year. So it's a little little bit different. So, you know, for that tiny bit of extra run, I think Hardaway's a decent play. I don't think Finney Smith's a bad play either um, as a cheaper guy. <clears throat> so I, you know, those guys are all going to get a look for me. I can see going with one of uh, the value Dallas guys, which really, you know, are Hardaway or Finney Smith, and then possibly Porzingis. So I'm not going to load three of them, 
but I think they're in a good spot. Now, let me say this. I, I know I mentioned something, how, how much Stanley Johnson sucks. Didn't I say that on the podcast? Yes, and I did, <laughs> I did not disagree. If I could reach down and take my foot and stick it in my mouth, I would do it, but <laughs> I'd break my leg. I cannot believe the game. It's, it, how in God's name did Stanley Johnson have that game? Well, he started, then Watanabe got hurt, and they didn't even play Gary Trent. So, yeah. and he finished with 40, what, 40 something minutes. So, I, and Boucher, what happened there? Just let's just dress guys. So, we need, you know, hit it the was number. so bizarre. I mean, I, I almost switched to him. I know one of our members, D Lux, did. And, you know, uh, she had asked me what I thought. And I said, well, let's see what the rotation, let's see if he's in there and going to play. And, you know, we'll figure it out. And, they did it did announce that he wasn't starting, so that was a little concerning. But I didn't expect him not to play. And he and Trent, they never said anything about not playing those guys. Yeah. That's nurse Nurse is is a I think he thinks he's the, the next pop when Pop retires. I think that's what it is. But I'll tell you, man, uh what do you think's gonna happen with Toronto? You know, who the heck knows? They've Right now, you know, maybe Boucher starts. Ken Birch has been consistent. We talked about him yesterday, you know, trying to solidify a contract. But I don't know if he gets overplayed. I certainly sure as hell not going to follow. If somebody plays Stanley Johnson, I'm, I'm going to just shake my head. I don't know how. That was his career game upon career game. I don't think he will ever get close to that again. Trent, if he plays, you know, if he's announced in the starting lineup, could be a decent play. And then, you know, Malachi Flynn is going to run the majority of the point. So, you know, he's in play. So, I, you know, I have, I do, even though it's a 14-point spread, uh, I do have, you know, some decent value on both sides. One or two guys on each side here, which sets it up for me to have, you know, another one or two guys that are, in that upper tier of pricing to back up Westbrook for the guns, you know, by just playing a lot of this uh, value. I, I think this game has potential, Andrew. I really do. And uh, I, I think I'm going to have some exposure. I think it has potential too, for some of the same reasons we liked Chicago Toronto last night. Right. Um, cannot believe that Levine didn't smash more. You know, they were up 20. Made so no he sense. just didn't need to. Um, so Luca's in play here. Uh, Porzingis, I, I, you know, is I think worth a consideration on Fanduel, where he's only sixty eight hundred. I think you yeah. can pay that off. Um, and then Toronto, if it's the same rotation, you know, it's the 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 only downside is that it's a back to back, and they played heavy minutes, and and Dallas is a little bit slower than Chicago, but right, Flynn is still a good price. Jalen Harris, Stanley Johnson, and Bembry. I mean, Bembry oh, played 39 God. minutes off the bench. I know. Uh, you know, and, and Utah Watanabe, he, he is a key factor here. If he's out again, it's just going to be six or seven guys playing the whole game. And I think Stanley Johnson is a perfect example of somebody who we don't think is very talented. You know, he just hasn't shown it throughout his career. But no. you get a guy who's at almost minimum price playing 40 minutes, you know, somebody's going to get these rebounds and somebody's going to you know, find a way to make a few layups here and there. So I, I think, Amazing. I think these guys, the, the Raptors are all yeah, in consideration. 
it's just scary though because you don't know what nurse is going to do yeah yeah although i guess that's the one consistent thing it's if he's not going to play van vliet and lowry 43 minutes then he wants to do it with flynn and johnson i guess (laughs) yeah who knows it's going to be an interesting game but i do think there'll be points I, i like the over in that game by the way okay Excellent. Well, we've got another 9 o'clock game to discuss. It's the Clippers and Rockets in Houston. Another double-digit favorite here for the Clippers at 12, 226 and a half. Back-to-back for the Clippers, of course. Last night, Kawhi and Paul George played. I'm calling them doubtful. And Ibaka is questionable. He might get back out there and start to That's wild. get some minutes before the playoffs. And then with the Rockets, we still have the same guys out. House, DJ Wilson, Porter Jr., um, Wood and company. So this one is is going to be interesting. If Kawhi and Paul George are out, the guy that I'm looking at is Terrence Mann. I think in these situations, he steps up, he starts, and he's a guy that right in that same price range as Stanley Johnson who we do think is very talented, and he could even yeah, exactly. get 40 yeah. fantasy points or more. So I like him. That I could see. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he's he's done it before. So I like his potential. We'll see if Kennard starts. He would be the secondary option. But if we still have... What about have... my man? You got to like my man a little bit. Who's that? Who's my go-to clipper when George Marcus and Leonard are Yeah. He's, you know, last week or two, he's been sort of cruising in along. neutral he's in yeah. neutral right now so yeah but this you know when those two are out he steps it up he does but you know if they only play him 24 minutes True. if he even plays i mean they might sit all three of those guys and start batum and yeah, if they do know. that then i would look at batum i i, I okay. like it man and batum probably the most if they're starting uh canard if we get beverly or rondo or jackson sitting um and then with the Rockets, we've got the youth movement continuing. Uh, you know, the only veteran really who's out there, aside from D.G. Augustine, is Olenek, who absolutely looked terrific against the Lakers. 25 minutes, he put up 24-6-8, handling the ball a lot. Crazy. He was So here's the thing that I'm really wondering is, is how they break up the minutes tonight with Olenek and Cam Oliver, because Olenek played 25, Oliver 23. But Olenek had five fouls. He was in foul trouble. So he may have they may have been planning on more like a 30 to 18 split. But um, you know, bottom line, I think Olenek will probably continue to play well while he's out there, but I don't think I want to spend up for him to eight thousand. I'd rather invest in Oliver as the backup. Cheap again. He's really starting off well. And you know what I really liked about him, coach? He has soft hands. He caught a yeah. pass in the paint. It was one of those thread-the-needle bounce passes, and he caught it with his right hand extended and, uh, you know, had a nice finish. So I, I like his... He's got some potential for his sure. His makeup, yeah. So uh, Oliver's a, a key guy for me, potentially. And then, uh, you know, Augustine is cheap, but I don't think I'll go there. I'd rather go with one of the other younger guys here, Kyrie Thomas, 37 minutes, or K.J. Martin, who got 37 minutes again. They, you know, they only gave Jay Sean Tate 23. Lamb got yeah. big minutes again, and Brooks. So, you know, the bottom line is they're playing these younger guys 36 right. minutes plus. So that's the group I'm looking at: Kyrie Thomas, KJ Martin, 
maybe Brooks, maybe Lamb, probably not, more like Oliver. Okay. Yeah, I mean, you know, again, the theme of this podcast and probably the two this weekend are going to be the same. This is a nice little talk-through preview, get your contests saved, you know, create the little shell lineups. But the bottom line is, man, we you got to connect with us when it's closer to the time that, that, that Locke is there because all of this news is going to come out. Who's starting, who's sitting, and same thing with the Clippers. It could be 100% different than we talk about here based on who's in, who's out. So <clears throat> definitely you know, take this opportunity to jump aboard. Friday has been our busiest day here at Coach Talk because we get a lot of people jumping in for our three-day pass, which is only $10. They get all of our Friday stuff, which all of our basketball and baseball, and then our weekend PGA. So you get the whole weekend, then all Saturday and Sunday action as well. So perfect opportunity. If you're looking for a place to land for the NBA playoffs, it is a coach talk. I mean, this is our bread and butter. Um, my background, you know, <clears throat> is no secret. I'd, I'm a basketball head for sure. And uh, I know Andrew is uh, as well, although he's a big baseball guy too. But we, you know, we wait for this time of year. This is when we really look to make our money. And we'd love to have you be a part of what we're doing here. So jump in today. Go to DFSCoachTalk.com. You can sign up for that three-day pass. Check us out through the weekend, and you know you'll see we've got it going, and hopefully stick with us through the playoffs. Now, this thing uh, also, Andrew, <clears throat> I'm going to tease an announcement we're going to make tomorrow, and we have a package coming out here. The playoffs are exactly two months long. They go, uh, you know, the rest of from May 22nd uh, to July 22nd, and we're going to come out with a brand new package. Really, really great deal for those two months. Uh, it will be up and ready uh, to to be uh, entered on uh, tomorrow. So we'll have that announcement and we'll go over all of that. So, again, great time to jump in. And the reason I wanted to plug that in here right at this moment is because this, again, is the reason why you need to be involved with us. Because, yeah, this should give you a head start. And a lot of people work and are busy, and then they have to determine lineups. And it is very difficult figuring all of this stuff out without the news. And the last thing you can do is afford to take, you know, a zero for somebody that sits or somebody that only plays 12 minutes. I mean, you're done before you even get started. So, you know, get involved with this so you can jump in our Discord. We follow the news throughout the day. We'll be posting any updates, anything that goes on. We're going to be narrowing it down so that by the time Locke is here, you know, we'll have a very strong lineup built by hand for Andrew and myself uh, that you'll be able to utilize in your single entries, all your cash games, and then we'll have some GPP options uh, for you as well. So, um, you know, definitely be in touch. Clippers, again, you know, do all those guys sit? Do they not uh, play or do they play limited? Those are the kind of things we'll find out. If George and Leonard are out, the guys that elevate for me are Mann and Morris. I, you know, I just think those two guys are the obvious guys to step up and score. Um, Kennard's more risky, but he has done it in the past. Uh, so, again, news relevant there. I do have some Houston guys, though, that I'm settled on that I like a lot. 
I like Kyrie Thomas and Kenyon Martin here. Those are my two targets. I agree with your analysis. What you're seeing now is these final eight guys that Houston has, they pretty much know what Tate can do and Olenek and certainly Augustine. And Olenek has been phenomenal. But, you know, I think my, my gut tells me at his price, it's a little risky with Oliver probably cutting into his big minutes. I know there was foul trouble, but I think maybe it was, you know, not a complete split, but I think he's going to get a, they're going to get a little bit more look at Oliver, but not quite enough for me to pull the trigger there because I do think Olenek's still going to get minutes. But the guys I feel that are safe for 35, 38 minutes that I'm targeting from Houston are, are Thomas and Martin. Here's a, one of my favorite prices of the year. i got to mention it before we go to the next game. Paul okay. George and Kenyon Martin are the same price today on FanDuel. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Who would have guessed that six weeks ago? Unreal. Mm-hmm. I mean, you look at some of the, you know, Olenek's more expensive than guys yes, that are like multiple he, all-star right? guys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Sacramento-Memphis rematch. Coach, what do you have there? Oh, man, you know. It's, it's going to be interesting. Uh, you've got the scenario here, same as before. You know, who cares, who, who doesn't, and who's going to play. Um, you know, DeLon Wright's been terrific. Uh, is he going to get the minutes? I'm not sure. There's another guy that's priced higher than some all-star guards now. You know, so you got to swallow, swallow his pricing. Um, Buddy Hill's been shooting the ball well. You know, we don't know if Holmes is in. You know, I played Metu yesterday. He did just fine. You know, and if Holmes is out, then I really think Metu is a great value play. Um, you can certainly look there because we don't know what, what the situation with Bagley is either, so we have to follow that. Uh, Harrison Barnes is possibly has the potential to play. So we need this news without question. I think there are a few guys, you know, that you can get at decent prices um, but I'll tell you, the more I go through this and start to mentally build my lineup, um, you know, I like so much value that I may be able to go back and get the second stud uh, that I didn't think I was going to be able to afford just the way a lot of this is rolling out. So I'm, I'm excited to see how this formulates. You know, I, I don't usually build my lineup uh, before we do our podcast because I want to go through it without bias and just, you know, really see who, you know, I see playing in and out uh, with minutes and and opportunity here. So, you know, with guys, you know, that I'm able to roster that that are a little bit cheaper, I think is going to give me that that opportunity. But on the Memphis side, you know, Jaw's been terrific, uh, you know, this whole three, four weeks here. But again, you know, they are playing the worst defense in the league. which makes him tempting. But again, we know that that uh, coach for Memphis here is a little bit uh, tentative on over minutes for guys, and I know he wants them fresh going in. But I think Jaw gets a good run. Dylan Brooks has been playing his tail off. He's interesting. We don't know if Joe Val's going to play or not. So, you know, is it going to be Tillman season, S-Z-N, I guess, now that I understand what that means. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, you know, is he is he coming to play? Because he always usually, you know, steps it up. Kyle Anderson too gets you know gets some decent games in there. So I think there's potential here. Uh, you know, you know the pace 
will be solid. The defense not great on Sack's side. Uh, so there are a few few value guys and maybe even a pay-up guy, uh, depending on how the rest of the news uh, falls out. But it is a tempting game. Um, you know, the over-unders average and the spread is is down there to where you would think it's going to be competitive. So some exposure, but not stackable. Yeah, I agree on that. I don't think I want to pay up for right here. I'm a little concerned with how Sacramento responds to losing last night getting officially knocked out of the playoff race. Do they go a little younger here, get these backups more minutes? I think the the best upside here is for the younger, cheaper guys. Metu is one of them. Yeah. Ju- even Justin James, who... Justin James went ballistic. 31 My points, goodness. and he's very cheap. Uh, he's a guy that, you know, he obviously has that potential... Uh, yeah. I haven't liked his output, his consistency, his his numbers, uh, and he's sort of like Stanley Johnson, where I wouldn't expect him to hit that number again. But I wouldn't be surprised if he gets big minutes and and you know at least gives you six or seven x returns. So he's he's a guy that you could get in there to try to get another stud. And then with Memphis, I think they will you know make sure that they win this one. I don't think it'll be too difficult, and because it's a back-to-back, I'm hesitant to go there. But I, I will certainly look at Tillman if Joe Val is out uh, and, and put him in the mix. You never give Metu any love for me. I no, don't know yeah. why. You don't like him, huh? No, no, he's playable. No. Is he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I've been trying to convince you of him for several weeks, and I don't know why. It's not like he's blowing it out, but I just think he's he seems to be a guy that can – get you know steals a lot you know blocks rebounds i just i like his potential and when he gets the minutes you know he could be uh he could be a nice steal here no too. i agree he's solid i like his activity his skills uh so he yeah he's he's in the mix good good all right last... and i'm sure the first time you play him because i talk you into it he'll get 10 <laughs> <laughs> yeah right he'll get 10 and damian jones will get 35 exactly all right, last game of the night, New Orleans and Golden State, uh, ESPN game at 9.30. 2.29 is the highest total on the board here. Golden yes. State only favored by three. We've got huge news here. Uh, Ingram, Adams, Iwundu, questionable. I would say Ingram and, A- Ingram and Adams are more like doubtful. And then Lonzo is out. And with Golden State, all of a sudden we have question marks for Steph, Draymond, Wiggins, and Mulder. Good Lord. We have... Uh, Eric Paschal available to finally get back out there. And Jordan Bell has signed. Yeah. Uh, he is not available yet on DraftKings. I got to double check on FanDuel. Um, New Orleans is out, of course. So this is, uh, you know, proceed with caution. Uh, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, I'm, I'm looking at him again. He's in that 6K range. And he disappointed with us, with Dallas, I think. It's because you were there, Coach. I, you're strong. I'll tell you. You were rooting so hard for Dallas that Nod just couldn't get it done. Man, they. I'm lucky I didn't get thrown out for heckling him after that performance. <laughs> <laughs> so he's got, uh, he's got a, a great game environment here with the pace of Golden State. They may not have their strong defenders. And al- although he disappointed last game, he did play 35 minutes. So... You know, he's the primary guy I'm looking at. Uh, Najee Marshall is, is a decent price. Uh, 
Wenyan Gabriel in the mix here, 26 minutes. Uh, but he's not my favorite guy in that in that price range, coach. So so don't worry too much. No, you uh, can play him. You can yeah. play. I don't want to. I don't want to shame you to never play in the poor guy again. <laughs> yeah, no, he'll work his way into the rotation here. Hey, one, he's one of these years. One of these yes. years, he'll be a rotation player in the maybe, NBA. Maybe when he goes to the G League and and we have and a G League DFS. Then oh yeah, that would be. Fun, he's right? he's a, a a lock and load. Oh, lock and load in the first <laughs> game out there for sure. Uh, Golden State. So if we have all those guys out, Jordan Poole is going to make a lot of sense to me uh, running the show there. Um, Pascal. Boy, is he playing good ball, by the way. I I mean, he's been tough. Yeah, off the bench. So if he starts, look out. Yeah. Um, Pascal, probably not in his first game back. Looney, I'm I'm guessing he'll play 24 minutes max. But Juan Toscano-Anderson, he'll be in the mix as well if if Draymond is out. Yes. So this one is, it's going to be tricky because it's the last game of the night. But... You can certainly uh, put guys in your lineup that are playing at either 9 or 9.30 and then make your final decisions right there at 8.45. Uh, and and so Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Poole, Juan Toscano, Anderson, those are my, probably my three favorite targets here. Yeah, I like this game. I'll tell you this, though. I the, what, the biggest takeaway I got from watching that game in person, watching when they first came out to shoot around, we were there early, you know, watching the the pregame stuff, watching the bench movement. You know, I watch all those things that most people don't pay attention to because that's how you really get to see where people are at. Oh, yeah. How they're playing, what they look like, what's, you know, their body language. And I'll tell you what, the Pelicans, and I'm going to say this and it's going to sound crude, but they look like dog shit, man. I mean, they look like we don't like Van Gundy. We suck. I don't want to be on this team right now. Let's get the season over. I'm going to, you know, the Virgin Islands or whatever. I got my ticket. I'm out of here. They looked awful. And to kill Alexander Walker, two just like dead air balls, not moving without the ball. You know, Bledsoe trying to be professional as the veteran was okay. The the only young guy on the team that looked, showed in little spurts that, he wanted to, to, you know, still show out was Najee Marshall. I think he's really trying to play for his position for next year. He's the only guy I'd consider. I mean, I, I know I, I hate to do an about face on one of my favorites in, in Nah, but he just looked atrocious. So, I, you know, even if he ratches it up a notch, I'm just not crazy about, you know, his his ceiling. Marshall is is potentially there. Rest of the guys, same thing. James Johnson spent most of the game chirping with, you know, in a nice way with some of the Mavericks players. He went over to their bench several times. This is like almost like I wish I was still with this team kind of feel. And so it just was disconnected. I mean, you know, Adams was out and, you know, uh, it looked like Jackson Hayes got hurt. And then it was just a disaster. And so I would say steer clear of, of most of the Pelicans. That's just my eyeballs uh, looking at it. But uh, Najee is is definitely the exception that I would consider playing. Uh, on the Golden State news, it's all news related. I mean, it's very simple. Um, I really do hope Curry and Wiggins and Green sit. That would be phenomenal because I love Jordan Poole and Juan Toscano-Anderson. You talk about two guys that are hot, playing with more confidence than I've ever seen either one of them 
play with, and they want to finish really, really well to solidify their spots in the rotation for next season. Because, you know, when things, when guys come back, you know, from injuries and everything, it's going to change a lot of the the players' roles. And um, so I'm going to be very excited to roster both of those guys if the people are sitting for Golden State. If Curry's going to play, you know, I do think that they're going to smack the Pelicans, but uh, he may be a pay-up option for me in the the other uh, spot. I mean, uh, Bledsoe right now is their best defender on the perimeter. That's how bad it is. He tried to guard Luka, and Luka just made him look silly. And I think Curry would get get his shots up. You know, there's there's not a guy from the Pelicans that can dog Curry like you know some of the teams they played, like when Brooks or these these guys played him from other teams. So Curry would be in play for me as a big pay up guy that could, if he's going to play, uh, you know, maybe take a late push to try to get that scoring title and get some shots up. Um, you know, I don't think the rest of the guys are going to get uh, quite, you know, guaranteed full run if they smack them and, you know, aren't don't produce the, the DFS points per minute like Curry does. But Wiggins has been terrific. I think he's going to get a lot of people wa- that watched that last, last game. I mean, he really is playing the best of his career, in my opinion, because for the first time in his career this season, he's played both ends. He is a really good defender, and he was one of the worst in the league uh, for his years in Minnesota. So whoever got into his ear, whatever coach, maybe it's Kerr, uh, he's playing both ends of the court, and I respect that. But I'm, I'm not sure I'm, I'm going to go there. Uh, everybody hates Baysmore now because of his chatter with Beal, but don't let that scare you off. You got you can't put those things aside. You know, if some of the guys are out and Bays is going to play, he does step up and take a more active role offensively when guys are out. So he's he's in play if guys sit and he's in. But, you know, we have to see how all that uh, happens. But I, I will definitely have pretty solid exposure here. Three guys possibly from this game, two on Golden State, and then uh, very likely Najee. All right. Beautiful. Well, that wraps up our eight-game slate, the preview here, middle of the day. We do hope you'll join us tonight as a member. Uh, grab that pass that Coach was talking about at dfscoachtalk.com. We'll send you an email and uh, invite you into our Discord, and that's where we give out the lineups about 20 more, twenty minutes before lock. Uh, Coach, any final thoughts here? Yeah, if you're watching this on YouTube, right now is the perfect time as you're clicking out. Hit the thumbs up, hit the subscribe button, and click the little alert up in the corner. We really, really appreciate this. We keep this seven-day-a-week podcast in front of the paywall. We'll be doing seven-day-a-week podcasts throughout the entire NBA playoffs. So uh, we really appreciate that. And if you're listening to it on audio, same thing. Five stars, quick comment, positive thumbs up, subscribe. We really appreciate uh, getting uh, higher in those algorithms on all of those sites uh, so that we can get out there and get the word out. So appreciate you. Wonderful. Well said. All right. On behalf of the coach and the rest of the DFS Coach Talk team, I'm Andrew Hansen. We'll see you tomorrow as we look to crush it in DFS.